how's it going? It's it's going well. It's going better than our attempts to get this podcast recorded so far. Was this take we're, four or five? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're riding the struggle bus. Uh, it's it's been a while um, since we've recorded. I know our, our last episode was posted, I think, on the twentieth, um, and our last recording was a little bit before that. So it's been over a month since we've recorded. Um, although it could be two days, a week, three years, um, it all kind of blurs together as we finish our 11th week of quarantine. It does, doesn't it, man? It's like uh, you lose all focus on time and any concept of what it is. I mean, we're almost at the en- the end of May, beginning of June. It's amazing how much of the year has slipped by. I know, right? Like, um, I think I've mentioned it to you, but uh, my my desk where I work from home, which is you at least can see it on the video right behind me is right next to this humongous window. Um, there's all kinds of trees and shit out there. And when we started this, the trees were all dead. And now probably from the light, you can't see, but the trees are all fully covered in leaves and green and looking nice out there. And I'm like, this is all like every day I could look out the window while I'm working and see the progression of them as they go. So you should have done a time-lapse. That'd have been extra cool. The, uh, you know, it's a good idea. A movie about uh, quarantine. Well, you know, at the rate that this is going, um, I'll capture that in the fall as the leaves uh, change color and die because I'll probably still be here. So, You know, I think we're going to do this for a while. Um, We do have a special guest with us um, who's what, like, uh, is this the fourth, third or fourth time he's been a guest on our podcast? I think this is four. Four, yeah. Mitch, welcome to the podcast again. It's it's almost like you're a regular. Oh, thanks for having me back, guys. And if I remember correctly, I have done three podcast episodes that were published. One oh. that was not. Yeah, there was one five. that that, uh, that wasn't published because of what reason, Mitch? Um, there was one other person who joined. Well, one joined late, but then left and rejoined and left and rejoined again with another person in the apartment. And and, and really just uh, caused and he's a, just, a really crappy podcast. I, I, I think the technical term you're... The technical term we're looking for, John, is uh, you're gone again. So uh, keep going, Mitch. John will be back. Yeah, that. Uh, but that person now, uh, he's a little too busy for uh, the podcast life. He has an inspiring political career that he's looking to kickstart and get off the ground at the moment. Uh, we affectionately refer to Chris as the senator. Yeah, yeah. I did have to uh, <laughs> amazingly do a social studies class on one of our uh, drinking uh, video calls that Mitch was on and kind of go through. Uh, I mean, it was really basic civics. And uh, for somebody in their uh, mid 40s, uh, he seemed to not filled in some of the things. Man, he's in his mid forties. If I had to look at him and guess, I would have guessed like thirty-two. I think. Yeah, that would yeah. that would make two people who we work with who would think that apparently. <laughs> yeah, you you and Splat. So uh, I'm not sure what it says about you, Mitch. 
<laughs> uh, not the best company. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're glad to have you back. Um, I'm sure that uh, this first thing we'll talk about is beer, and uh, you'll have lots of contributions there. So what's everybody drinking tonight, Mitch? Uh, tonight I am drinking the Mad Tree Wisdom of the Trees, an American Copper Ale. Ah, yeah, you've had a few of those. Yep, I have just a couple left at this point, and I wasn't sure what an American Copper Ale was before I picked it up. My assumption was it was copper based off the color, and I was correct. And it's essentially an amber ale, but with a fun name. Uh, so kind of like uh, Killian's Red sort of uh, look? Um, A little bit, yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't think it's as good as the Mad Tree Happy Amber. Yeah, I would still rank that as a better amber ale, but that is a hard one to beat. Sure. But this is a it's this is a good one. It's part of their understory series, which are available in the tap room only. They're small batch made by employees. So this particular beer was made by one of the bartenders, Dusty. It's a style that he really likes, um, and he was uh, the creator for this beer. And I do feel a little bad because I have been doing a great job up until today of having environmentally conscious beers that give back and have a good meaning. And I just have this one because I think it tastes good. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. You uh, you made us look bad every other time. <laughs> yeah, you had you had these like big backstory with a lot of meaning, and I'm like, oh, this one tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> all of our video chats he's doing the uh, environmental story yeah so uh yeah. what are you drinking john um i am drinking uh this one's from this will surprise everyone on the call i'm sure uh this one's from braxton aka the only place i go to for beer during quarantine apparently um this was a release they did, and I, I think they're going to try to do a few more of these uh, from the Barrel House. So they haven't really done any of their barrel-aged stuff since quarantine started, except this one. Uh, this is the Braxton Bourbon Barrel-Aged Bluff with coffee beans and cocoa nibs. Um, it's an imperial golden ale, though. So you'd normally think of something with coffee beans and cocoa as being a stout, but it's a, it's a golden ale really interesting flavor it's like a good rich kind of chocolatey flavor to it um but it's sort of a honestly it's i would say because i have a couple cans of the copper ale mitch's drinking uh, in my fridge and it's honestly very close in color i would say to that copper ale from mad trees so, hey man that's a uh, good very good though. beer glass uh yeah, are you jealous of I my uh, my Budweiser glass? You know, a really good friend of mine uh gave that to me and it was extremely big of him because it was one of his most prized possessions. So it, I was very appreciative of that. It was one of my most prized <laughs> possessions and I gave you that and I gave uh Chris the uh podcast bomber the uh church key, the Budweiser church key. Yep, yep. Yeah, they they proudly decorated your office for uh Several months before we uh, we moved out of that office, kind of um, our stuff got moved out of that office, but nobody's going to work in the new office. So it's just piles of strange. Stuff. I stopped by the new office today. 
the new old office for me and for Rich. And, uh, yeah, it was strange. It was strange. So, um, I'm drinking the, um, the chocolate cinnamon roll, which is an imperial brown ale with cacao nibs and cinnamon. It's, It's from their dessert series. And my good personal close friend, John, gave that to me today when I stopped by to uh, to pick up uh, beer. I'm not saying that any of us have a drinking problem, but uh, we were all dressed up like bank robbers today. And I stopped by John's and we exchanged uh, cans of beer with our mask on in a parking lot. And then I went over to Mitch's and we exchanged. Mitch gave me a uh, beer from Mad Tree with our mask on in a parking lot. Uh, if I was being followed by the FBI or the CIA or somebody like that, they probably think there's some sort of plot going on. Yeah, it was funny. Um, at the start of the week, I actually uh, I was out of bourbon, so I had gone to the the liquor store. Uh, the day that I went, it was raining. And so I walked into the liquor store with my mask on and my hood up because I had my hood up to go across the parking lot. And uh, as I walked into the store, I was aware of the fact that under any other circumstances, they would immediately call the police as they see me enter the building. But I got in there and the only anomaly was the one person in the store who was not wearing a mask at the time. So... Um, interesting, interesting times we live in. But yeah, you know, I've been doing a lot of that too. I've been doing a lot of um, shady looking uh, beer exchanges in in my parking lot here. So that's uh, it's quarantine life. You know, I would like to say that I think the three of us would make a pretty good team if there was any shady business to conduct. Uh, we'd probably try to include Chris and he would show up halfway through the bank robbery and, <laughs> and get us a blow our entire cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, if well, it's, if it's like other things that we do, Chris would also probably like pregame the bank robbery. So yeah. he would show up in maybe not the best mental state too. Yeah. We would need him for the getaway car and he would be nope. uh, pregamed nope. out front and be like, <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? And uh, we're like, dude, drive. Come on, man, drive. (laughs) Well, what are we going to do? You can't be the getaway driver because you've seen how he parked, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. And and if he was, Mark, we wouldn't be able to drive because he would have to spend like 10 minutes agonizing over what music should be our getaway music. (laughs) Yeah, there is that. There is that. And he would would worry that he was going to hurt my feelings. uh, if he picked the wrong music or it was going to be a career limiting move. That's true. That's true. He, you know, the career big decision. Yeah. The career limiting mood move was, uh, needing a, a sub with everything on it and then needing to eat it on the beach alone. That was, that was a little weird. That's, uh, you know, did he ask you to take photos? I bet that's like the first photo on his Tinder profile. It probably is. Him eating that sub on the beach. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. He was doing the, uh, the, the tender thing or the bumble thing while we were down there. And he was like, I can't believe nobody wants to meet me. Oh, (laughs) that's because you eat, uh, sub sandwiches alone on, uh, the beach at Cocoa beach. Probably exactly the reason. 
Uh, it's the it's the simple things in life. So I know all three of us have tried to um, support local business while uh, we've been quarantined. We've gotten food out and things like that, but uh, there's no reason to talk about food when you can talk about beer. So um, in addition to uh, our friends at Braxton, who all of us uh, have spent uh, as much money as we can with, um, I do wish Braxton would build in a tip process on the online ordering. I always feel like uh, I'm handing them a disease when I hand them cash. Yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. Yeah, I don't know if they still do it. Let me take a look. But they used to do a contribution to what they called their dark charge relief fund. So... Earlier on during quarantine, they emptied out the basement that had they had a bunch of stores of uh, the different variations of dark charge built up to save for a special occasion. And they released all of these special releases and all the proceeds from those beers went back to the employees, not profit. And they also added an option on the website for a, what they called the dark charge relief relief fund where you could donate additional money on top of whatever beer purchase you happen to choose that would support their employees that weren't getting tips that were unemployed or just otherwise impacted by the the changes going on. I remember they were doing that, that it hadn't been obvious to me that that still exists. So it'd be cool. I'm, I'm going to try to order some beer tomorrow morning. So it'd be cool if that was still existed. Um, I know another one that I've brought, uh, um, I guess John didn't ask for any West Six beer. Um, I brought you some, Mitch, from uh, West Six, and they do a thing on their website. So you can do $1, $5, or $10 tips. And uh, I've been trying to... uh, you know, do a $10 tip every time I get stuff from uh, from them. And then Ethereal, <laughs> it seemed like I could leave a tip with them. I got John and I some calories at Ethereal, and I'm pretty sure I, I left a tip online instead of uh, diseased cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were, uh, those were both good beers from Ethereal, too. They had a, they had a really good selection available, I would say, um, on their website whenever you went that last time. Because I was scoping them out, and I was like, I'm going to get two, but I could easily get, like, six. I mean, they had some great, great options. Yeah, and in fact, if there's something else you want, John, um, you might want to take a look at West Six. They don't really have anything right now. Um but uh, I might make a run, especially as I, if I get the Braxton stuff. I may make a run to Ethereal again. I could do another order and drop it off when I pick up my uh, Braxton stuff that uh, maybe I'll get. The, the Braxton this weekend is a uh, peach, uh, mango, cherry slushy, And I'll tell you that uh, the one I had was a mango pineapple something slushy earlier two or three weeks ago, and it was outstanding. I got one for our friend Sam, and he loved it as well. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. I know that's not your jam, but uh, uh, it was really good. It was really good stuff. It was like a um, 
a really hazy IPA, except more sour. But yeah the 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 thing that reminds me of since you mentioned uh, the, the the peach aspect of that uh, sour is another cool thing Braxton's been doing is some uh, four pack cans releases from the Braxton Labs, um, and they've been sort of partnering with other local businesses um, to sort of theme beers around something that that other business would make um, and then selling that business's product in conjunction with their own. Uh, so they did a peach cobbler beer, which was fantastic, I thought. Uh, and they partnered with North South Bakery. You could actually get peach cobbler from the bakery online when you ordered your beer, which is pretty cool. Um, they also did a, a Belgian ale and uh you could you got um waffles from a taste of belgium with it so i think some of those sort of partnerships are pretty cool too and anytime they do those i've been chipping in extra to get sort of that add-on product to to help out too which i think is a pretty uh pretty good idea that they had absolutely and i think that uh um one of the things that braxton West Six and Ethereal do is is they all really support their communities. So like at Ethereal, um, they contribute to the schools, and like you can get a uh, a t shirt, and they they give really all the money uh, of the t shirt that you purchase to a, a specific school. West Six has a number of programs and then uh, Braxton doing that sort of stuff to support other businesses is uh, is terrific. I uh, I had just gotten uh, some information that wasn't as good information as uh, one would hope for about their health. And so Chris had offered me his uh, waffles and I'm like. <laughs> No, I'm going to pass on the sugary stuff. And uh, I'll tell you, the willpower it took, those waffles looked and smelled. They came with the Belgian beer from Braxton. Unbelievable. They were so good. They were, yeah. they were fantastic. And and if I had known that you, uh, you were going to end up having to pass on them, uh, I would have definitely taken them from you that day. You uh, picked those up and then stopped by for... Uh, I, I don't remember if you were dropping something off or picking something up or both, but you had the waffles and I would have definitely taken them. Uh, I didn't want to take them from you, but I'd 100% take them from Chris. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and probably at that point, I was like, uh, oh, fuck the blood test results. I'm going to have <laughs> the waffles. Um, and, I, and I thought more about it, but I was like, man, I mean, they... Uh, they looked really good and uh hearing from Chris about how good they were, yeah. Yeah, they were they were on point. They were really on point. Um I know we had spoken, I think it was earlier this week, Mark, as um some businesses are starting to open up a bit more and that sort of thing, uh, with um doing so under maybe suspect circumstances. Um I, I know you and I don't feel particularly good about going places and hanging out right now. But uh, we had talked earlier in the week that uh, Country Boy, which was my favorite brewery that I'd always go to uh, when I lived at my old place. Don't go there too much now. It's a bit of a hike. Uh, but they had announced online that, hey, some places are opening back up. But like we are choosing to not do that right now because, you know, we're still working on our game plan. Um 
doing some changes in the tap room, that kind of thing. We're still doing curbside, still doing pickup food, but like we're not going to open up until we're ready to do so, which I thought that was a pretty big move from them. So definitely kudos over to Country Boy as well. Yeah, you know, Country Boy always seems to, uh, ideology-wise, I would say, wise, I'd say you and I maybe have some difference of opinions with maybe some of the people they align themselves with and support. But from mm-hmm. a community standpoint, they do an outstanding job, and they always do the right thing. And uh, I love supporting them because of that. And, and, and that set the tone. And shortly after West Six said the same thing. And, and Braxton, you know, in the email we got uh, a little while ago, is, has said the same thing. So they're, they're going to wait and see what's best for their uh, employees and their customers. And I think that's terrific. And, and I also, I think, you know, obviously it wasn't, necessarily stated in any of those statements um but you have to think as well that this support they're at least continuing to get from their communities um enables them to be able to make that decision too they're not like back against the ropes we got to open back up or we're gonna have to close our business down that sort of thing that uh, the things they've been doing curbside special releases that sort of stuff um, is at least kind of helping them through and i know talking to the um uh, one of the managers over at Braxton in the like, you know, 30 second exchange at my car. Um, they're, they're still doing really well on like a lot of their sales to their normal distribution points as well. So it's not just at the breweries directly, but a lot of their sales to liquor stores and other places like that or grocery stores, you know, that's all still going pretty well for them. So it's good to hear that they're, you know, making it through. Yeah, I think, um, you know, all of those breweries have good distribution. Um, they're regional. They're not national. They have a good following. And uh, so the places that people are willing to go out and do. And and then, you know, even some of the curbside stuff at grocery stores, you can get beer and, and such. So I, I think that is uh, – Worked out well for them. I know that uh, every time I have been to any of them, there's been a steady stream of of people pulling in, pulling out, and and uh, it's been different times of the day every time for me. It's not been you know consistently the same time. Yeah, never have I pulled up to get my curbside order at Braxton, and I'm like the only car. Uh, parked in front of the building. There's always been other people there, and and that's been sometimes I've shown up just because. You know, it it worked out with my meeting schedule through the day. I've shown up like right at noon when they open. I've shown up right at six when they're about to close and basically everywhere in between. And it seems like a a good kind of steady mix. So it's it's been good to see. And uh, I was impressed, uh, apparently, because I've started doing this instead of doing uh, curbside groceries. Um, I'm now one of those people who does delivery groceries, which has worked out really well for me the last couple of times. Uh, you can actually add alcohol to your delivery order as well. Um, I've not been doing that because they have to, uh, they can't just leave them at the door, like without interaction. Even if you pick that option, they have to like have someone there to check an ID or whatever. So I I don't do that, but it is an option uh, as well. And I'd say that a lot of people take advantage of that option. Uh, interesting to know that so. Kentucky's law will change in July and uh, there'll be able to be delivery to uh, 
our homes from both out-of-state and in-state uh, breweries. Not knowing what the the pandemic looks like uh, going forward, uh, I think that's uh, that's nice to have that option that many, many other states have. Seems to be kind of antiquated uh, to say you can't get alcohol at home. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, you know, obviously I've been living in Kentucky for a decade now, but uh, before that I lived in Pennsylvania, which has even more antiquated uh, liquor laws. So for me, that just seems normal, but yeah, definitely um, draconian as far as, as far as that goes. Uh, I do kind of hope that, you know, obviously if the world goes back to normal circumstances will be different. Uh, but I do hope that some of those relaxed laws and some other regards maybe stick around too. Um, I personally have really liked uh, to go cocktails from restaurants. Those have been really nice. Um, a mm-hmm. few different places around here that I go to on the regular and, you know, some of them have some really great cocktails and just getting them in like a to-go cup is, is pretty nice. It does feel extremely weird to get like, uh, basically like a big gulp of margarita uh, in a plastic cup with like a lid and a straw and you're in your car driving home and you're like, I would be thrown in jail immediately under any other circumstances if I got pulled over right now. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is nice to see those laws relax a little bit so that some of those places can, can recoup some of that um, business that, you know, obviously is pretty central to them surviving. So, um, I've, I've been a big fan of that, and I definitely wouldn't mind if some of those options uh, stick around in the future. Yeah, one thing that would be great to see is I know in Cincinnati, uh, there is some, I don't know the details, but some strange law where depending on the number of indoor seating you have, it dictates how much outdoor seating you're allowed to have. And one of my local uh, bars down here is Oakley Pub and Grill, and they extended it. Uh, their outdoor patio to include a beer garden they fully built it they got the fences the lights all of that jazz got the tables out there and then the city of cincinnati shut them down it's like because of the number of seating inside versus out they were limited on what they could do and now they're able to open up this beer garden and do exclusive outdoor seating and hopefully seeing those rules change will be uh will be a good thing it's like they're relaxing now hopefully that makes makes it permanent yeah i I hope that's sticky because that sounds awesome i've uh, i've been to oakley pub and grill one time it was a really cool place i liked it uh yeah i think uh, expanding that would be nice because it is uh it is a little on the small side on the inside so i think that extra space outside would be really good too especially like this time of year oh Uh, yeah maybe in you know a a future spring to summer when uh, it's more okay to go outside but yeah I, i agree i hope those changes become sticky because i mean honestly like what's what's the big problem i don't i don't understand for a lot of those what the downside really is Mm -hmm. well in many cases those laws exist because of predatory practices by people that had the ability to lobby uh, to reduce competition. So that's that's yep. really always been the case. Uh, putting my former planning and zoning hat on, it was, <laughs> it was always uh, somebody wanting to uh, not have a level playing field. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the kind of um, government work insight I really enjoy. Um, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, who Mark, you also know from one of our 
former careers, has a significant other who um, does uh, restaurant health inspections. And so while he was, you know, he was always on the up and up. He would never give you details or anything about what his wife saw on the job. But um, whenever you would suggest a place for lunch and he would go, I, I really don't eat there. You knew there was some pretty good reasons why he didn't eat there. And so you <laughs> crossed that place off the list going, uh, going yeah, it's forward. It's funny you say that. <laughs> uh, I did some, uh, some work for a, uh, uh, a three letter, uh, um, uh, federal agency uh once in a part of my life and so we'd go out to lunch while we were working together and they'd be somebody'd lean over and they'd say don't use your credit card here (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it's it's funny how uh, that that knowledge is uh is available not uh not all heroes wear capes exactly (laughs) yeah yeah so mitch have you uh Bought any cocktails out any place in in uh, the greater Cincinnati area? Uh, surprisingly, not. I have bought bottles of liquor and fancy beers. Like it is. I had a conversation with John the other day. It's it's crazy how much like just really good beer we have in our fridges right now. It's because like usually you buy a lot of the standard stuff, like you know you get their core lineup and six packs and that kind of stuff. But right now, a lot of breweries like Braxton being a big one for the two of us are doing these special releases and doing cans or crowlers of limited release items and doing that to build support and like, you know, foster this environment in the community where it's like good beer. So our fridges are just stocked with really good beer. Yeah. And, and, and and you, you feel like you need a reason to drink it. Like I can't just drink this. They only made a hundred crowlers of this beer. I need a better reason than it's a Wednesday night where I'm sitting in my living room watching Netflix to drink it. But then you realize like my entire, like I got, I got seven other crowlers in my fridge that fit the same description. Like, and they release two of them a week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I'm just going to have to start drinking these. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting. Yeah, John, mm-hmm. I still have an ethereal uh, caliber <laughs> from uh, from our visit to uh, ethereal. So I was like, well, I want this to be for a special occasion. Well, shit, what special occasion is there? You're sitting at home and you're quarantined. Uh, exactly. Every night should be a special occasion, probably. It, it, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And in fact, I mean, the the beer I'm drinking now has been sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks. So I finally decided to to open that but yeah no i'm I'm in the same boat as mitch also my my sense of scale has changed dramatically i would say so uh you know previously if i had like a six pack in my fridge that'd be pretty normal because i didn't drink that much at home i would mostly drink out at breweries or my favorite bars or whatnot obviously i don't do that now um the other day i was looking at my fridge and i was like oh i should I should maybe go pick up some more beer. I think I might be getting a little low. Um, and then I counted the beers in my fridge. Uh, I don't remember the exact number that I told you all, but it was over 30 beers like that I had in my fridge. It yeah, I think that, yep, yep. 37. Um, I'm not even going to get into the distinction of which ones were 12 ounce cans and which ones were 16 ounce cans. There's a healthy mix of both. And uh, three of the 37 were crawlers. And I'm like, 
I don't need to go get more beer. <laughs> it's just my whole sense of scale is completely, uh, completely shot now. And, and unlike you, I always had a lot in mind, but I preferred to drink with you guys socially. Sure. So my consumption at home was always pretty low. So uh, it helps that we get together once or twice a week and talk on video and uh, it, it, it helps reduce the inventory. So I don't feel guilty when I keep buying inventory. <laughs> so Jenny, um, we, we keep a friend of hers daughters frequently. In fact, she's here tonight. And uh, so uh, they ran uh, twice. So they ran over to, uh, uh, my favorite Mexican restaurant in Frankfurt, Casa Fiesta, show some Jose some love, and they uh, brought food home and brought some margaritas, uh, and uh, oh my, oh my, what strong margaritas they were! <laughs> but uh, the other thing they did is uh, we hadn't had Mexican in a little while, and uh, Jenny needed some. Uh, some sunroof time and so she went for a drive and went up to Chewy's in Florence and uh, they have a uh, nacho pack to go so you get a thing of their really good thin sliced um, tortilla chips you get some uh, seasoned hamburger beef some queso some pico some uh, refried beans and some of their, uh, I, I always thought it was a ranch sauce, but it's a white sauce that's got jalapenos and spices in it for dipping, and it's really good. And uh, and then they got some uh, margaritas to bring home, and uh, uh, those margaritas were even uh, better than the casa and the nachos were just we ate on those for a couple of days the nachos were just killer um, I'm thinking uh, there's probably a road trip in my uh, um, uh, future for this weekend for Chewy's just to get that uh, nacho pack yeah I was uh, when you mentioned that to me the other day I was thinking I'm gonna have to go get that so I uh, are, are a good friend of the podcast Brandy uh, actually lives really close to a Chewy's in Lexington. And so she and I a few times have gone to Chewy's. The nacho setup you describe if you don't live near a Chewy's is sort of a, uh, it's just like a nacho bar and it's completely free when the nacho bar is up. It's usually up during like happy hour times. Um, and so we would go sit at the bar, get margarita after margarita and just fill up on nachos so like you don't pay anything for food you just drink while you're there um great setup but the nachos are like you say fantastic so um, i'll have to check that out sometime yeah I have get my nacho fixed and some some margaritas for sure yeah jenny and i had done that too at the florence one and i'd forgotten how good it was and <laughs> i mean they were really good i had uh I picked up, uh, since John was holding some beer hostage uh, that I needed to pick up, uh, uh, I offered to bring uh, dinner one night, and uh, we got it from Rafferty's. And uh, when I looked on the Rafferty's menu to see what I wanted, they have uh, nachos that I just remember how unbelievable good, believably good they are. And I'm like, 
Nah, those will not travel <laughs> from Rafferty's to John's house north and then south to my house. <laughs> and so I didn't get them. And then stumbling across this stuff from Chewy's was like, oh, yeah. that's the <laughs> So uh, let me let me ask you guys. Uh, I, I know we've all been sort of getting getting a decent amount of, uh, you know, curbside food. Help support some of our favorite restaurants, that sort of thing. Uh, have you guys changed any of your ordering habits? And and what I mean by that is, um, given that you know, while I am getting cabin fever and going slightly insane by staying in my apartment most of the time, uh, I don't really want to go drive every day to go pick up food. Uh, so instead, I'll just order like more food in one go and always have leftovers and that sort of thing. So whenever I've been getting takeout now, it's like I don't just get the takeout. That's the meal. It's like if they offer pizza, I'll get like a size bigger than I usually would. So it lasts longer. Maybe I'm going to get like uh, a salad to go with it, that sort of thing. So have you guys changed any or are you still going out? I, I know, you know, Mark, you have to still drive a decent bit. Um so I don't know if that affects you necessarily as much, um, but I'm just, I'm lazy, but I still want to support those businesses. So I'm like, yeah, I have some extra, extra money for me and I'll, I'll now stretch that into two days instead of one. I've kind yeah, of been doing I'm, that. Go ahead, Mitch. I was going to say, as a fellow lazy human being, I've, I've done the same thing where it's like uh, one of our favorite restaurants down in Covington to visit or frequent during uh, working hours when we were back in the office was Max Pizza. Mm-hmm. And we'd visit Morgan at the bar every day and or like every week we were down there. And now it's like we haven't been able to see her as much. So whenever I'm down that direction and picking up an order from Braxton Brewery around the corner or something like that, I make sure to pop in, say hi, grab a pizza and always get a size or two larger than what I would just order my small pizza for lunch. Get something bigger and stretch it out over a day or two for a few meals for sure. Yeah, and Jenny and I are doing the same thing. So we, uh, with the exception of Chewy's, and uh, she needed a Drake's fix, um, everybody that we've been buying from are really small mom and pops. So those are really the two only corporate places we've supported. We... uh, we go in Frankfurt. There's a Stacks barbecue that my mom likes, so we'll bring something home from there. And uh, in Northern Kentucky, you know, we've we've done Cock and Bull and Max mm-hmm. and and uh, the uh, Fort Mitchell Public House that uh, mm-hmm. um, really good stuff as well, and uh, a few other small places, a few in Owenton. Um, some of the places in Owenton chose to uh, shut down, so to not open at all. So um, it's, it'll be interesting to see who who opens back up and 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 how. I, I don't I don't have any ill will for anybody that opens back up, but we're gonna continue to do um, curbside. Um, mm-hmm. I should have mentioned because uh, we've eaten there uh, a ton. There is a small mom and pop chef-driven place in Warsaw called Jewels on Main. It's uh, named after the chef's uh, grandmother. And they have um, 
Rafferty's, Applebee's, uh, Drake's type food at more reasonable price and honestly better quality, kind of fresher ingredients and and things like that. So uh, last night I did that thing John was talking about. So uh, um, I got uh, meatloaf, which I never order. And it came with a couple of sides, and so I put one of the sides in the refrigerator and uh, ate it today. So, uh, yeah, we're certainly doing things like that. And um, um, I've grabbed pizza from uh, our favorite uh, place in Covington, Goodfellas, and certainly bought more than we needed and uh, saved that and eaten on it for uh, more than one day, usually. Yeah, I have a, I have a 16 inch pizza from Goodfellas in my fridge right now that I buy, and I'm like, well, there's four days of food right there. I've also found it interesting, and I don't know if it's um, if that's like the normal uh, like carryout size, or just I I don't I didn't normally get carryout from any of these places before any of this started. Uh, but some of the portions you get when you like add extra things on are just absurd with carryout. So. Uh, like I went to Cock and Bull recently and, uh, you know, got some food from them, like a normal meal. And then I added on a side salad and uh, my side salad came in a styrofoam container that was the same size as like my fish and chips meal. And the side salad alone was a meal in itself. So I ate the side salad and put the entire fish and chips meal into the fridge and then I got a bigger size of the fish and chips meal than I normally would to, with the plan of stretching it out. And then that became two meals. So I'm like, I got a single meal and a side salad and basically got three meals out of it. So um, I don't know if they were doing me a solid or if that's like the normal sizes, but uh, that I was think that's normal because I, I had the same thing. So their salads are really good. They are. And yeah. So uh, I got Jenny and I fish and chips and I'm like, well, I want the fries, but I want a salad too because I need to yep. eat better. And uh, yeah, so it was in its own container, and yeah. it was it was a meal. It was all I wanted to eat. Yeah, yeah, that was. I was like, okay, I only have a little bit of time to get home and eat this before I got like another meeting to jump on. And I opened that salad, and I was like, this is <laughs> this is crazy. So uh, that's been working out pretty well, though. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, Buying more, stretch it out, and uh, I don't need those grocery deliveries quite as often. So I did <laughs> see that uh, two of our favorites that uh, we've talked about, Cock and Bull and uh, Max, are opening up under the new regulations. So uh, I'm hopeful that that's uh, good for them. You know, uh, 33% capacity is tough, lots of cleaning things, and then um, – you know, people just sometimes don't follow rules very well. And so mm -hmm. uh, I wonder, I, I, I hope that people don't get harmed by uh, bad public relations because of how people act as, as they open up. And, and honestly, I think that's some of the reason that people like Wessex and Braxton and Country Boy aren't opening up because you've already seen things in other states where people get in a, in a pile in a line and inside they ignore all the precautions and say it's their freedom and you know it just sets a bad example for everybody yeah that that really puts the business owners and the employees in such a hard spot that you know obviously they want to keep themselves safe they want to keep all the people who are supporting them safe 
they don't want to get, you know, those one star reviews from people who you're surprised they can, you know, work a smartphone enough to leave that one star Yelp review, but uh, who can't, you know, follow the rules or just hell bent that they're not going to do it. And if somebody tells them otherwise, they got to make a big ruckus. And now the restaurants were in that bad scenario too. Like, we're the ones on the hook for enforcing that the employees have to go confront somebody. It's, it's, it's a bad situation. Um, I, I do. I'm the same as you. I hope it works out well for them. Uh, I personally will avoid all of that and just continue getting carry out food for the foreseeable future. Um, Cause while I do have faith that a lot of the restaurants that I like will do a good job of enforcing those rules. Uh, I don't, trust the average human being to follow those rules and necessarily have the same level of respect for everyone else that they maybe should. So um, I'll avoid all that and just continue to stay here looking at the same walls of my apartment that I've been looking at for 11 weeks. Uh, what's, what's a little longer. It can't be that bad. <laughs> so Mitch, um, I know John and I uh, have uh, a similar, uh, I guess, perspective on um what the future looks like and how we're going to ride this out. And we're kind of watching, uh, um, are there flare ups in the coronavirus and things like that, but, uh, not to put you on the spot, but, uh, where are you at personally in terms of, uh, getting out in public and doing things and participating in things? What, what's the future look like for you? I don't think I'm terribly far off from you guys. Like I'm, I'm watching a lot of the same information you guys are looking at, um, watching for those flare-ups, and I'm going to not be going out to drinking at bars or eating at restaurants. I'll continue the carry-out and the beer delivery and beer pickups and all of that. Um, I think the one thing that might change is I'm going to uh, kind of like this weekend, I'm going to be hanging out with a couple close friends, but I am choosing like, – very picky about who I choose to spend any time with. So it's like, if I know it's someone who's going out being irresponsible, not going to spend any time with them. And it's like, I'm going to pick and choose a couple like close people that I'm like, Hey, I'd, you know, like to hang out and we can do something. Um, like I do a lot of outdoors activities. So there's a lot of stuff that I can do in person with people and still, maintain physical separation and not come into close contact with them and a lot of that same kind of stuff so it's like i'm opening up loosening up a little bit but still keeping a very tight uh you know grasp on who i'm with what i'm doing um, and what situations i'm willing to put myself in so it's like i'm only like if i know people are going out and about all the time it's like it's not worth exposing myself to everyone they've exposed themselves to so it's like i know we did uh i've done beer swaps with both of you now so and it's like i don't have any problem meeting up outside in the parking lot you know you know stand next to the separate cars and you know have our mask on and chat for a few minutes and stuff like that so that's kind of where i'm at i'm i'm willing to meet up with some people in very specific circumstances, but I'm still avoiding public interaction at large. Go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say that that's, that's sensible for sure. And, and yeah, I'm, I guess 
while I don't have plans to do anything this coming weekend, you know, I've not been at all concerned about, you know, meeting up with either of you two or, you know, even, even Chris, which might be a questionable decision on my part. I don't know about that. Considering what um, he's doing but, tonight. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, that's, it's not appropriate for any podcast, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, to to do like Mitch said, you know, the, 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 hold stand on, by. Let me interrupt you. So the pegging <laughs> conversation is appropriate <laughs> for any podcast. Is, that is, what you're is is everyone is everyone on this this recording like picturing the same emoji right now? We are. We are. Same one okay. with the eyes in different directions, like the tongue out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yep. The right. the unofficial. Uh, I'm doing the air quotes pegging emoji. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> if we weren't explicit, we just earned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but no, I, I, I can agree. You know, I, I've not felt particular concern just because I know that, you know, you guys aren't going out and doing anything stupid. So um, definitely that's not as big of a concern for me at all as like, I'm going to go to a restaurant and sit there and, yep. you know, not be able to have a mask on because I'm eating at a restaurant. That's already a big thing. And now you're trusting the wait staff, which for most of the places we're supporting, we probably could because we know a lot of these people at a decent, you know, level. We've been around them a good bit, but like the other people who are in there, I'm like, I don't know what you've been doing. You might be that person posting on Facebook every night about how the virus isn't real, and it, it's either that or it's caused by you know five G towers. Gates. So yeah, Gates is behind it. And- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's a secret you know, cabal run the whole thing. And I'm just like, I, I don't get the warm and fuzzies. I'll, I'll stay home there. So, yep. yeah. And all that said with like what I'm doing, like being willing to meet up with select people in specific circumstances is all very situational dependent. Like watching these numbers, it's like, if we really start to see a, a spike or an upward trend of like a hot spot in the area or an increase in outbreak. It's like all of that's getting shut right the fuck down. And it's yeah. back to staying at home for me. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, you two specifically have been uh, extra cautious like myself. And so I've thought, uh, so I've been saving up some of the dark charges. And <laughs> uh, I was like, what I really would like to do is two weeks after Memorial Day weekend, see mm-hmm. how things are going and then like i would love to find a place we could get together social distance set up chairs and hang out and and split a bunch of beers and and see each other in in person even if we're wearing masks you're seeing each other in mm-hmm. person but but in my mind that's a small group i mean that's yep. uh us three and and I can think of you know one or two other people that have been really good about social distancing. Um, Plums? No, no. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I told I told my boss, um, with the exception of going in the office to deliver uh, equipment that I ordered and had shipped to my house, I've not actually been in inside any place in 11 weeks. Um, and, and there's a reason for that with my mom's illness, but mm-hmm. um, it's not been that hard to, 
to live with the curbside and and um, I don't have the option that John has for delivery for my mom, so I need to go pick up her groceries. But uh, but they like uh, hey, we are to throw the receipt in the back, and I don't have any interaction with them. They throw all the groceries in the back. I take them, put them away, wipe down her her you know kitchen table and counters and stuff that I use to set stuff on. And, uh, so, um, yeah, I'm not paranoid, but, uh, I think it's, it's got such a shelf life and, and, uh, there's, I I still think most people are being respectful, but, um, I don't want to take chances on people that said, oh, hey, I needed to go see my, you know, my friends and hung out with 10 or 12 friends. Yeah, and it's it's always been surprising to me, uh, even within a small area, sort of the different experiences you see. So, uh, um, I because we have tried to record this like three times now. I don't remember if I already told the story, but you know, I went to the liquor store, and out of the like seven people that were in there, including two employees, uh, there was one person who was not wearing a mask. I was like, obviously that one person's insane, but like good on everyone else. I'm glad it's sort of like a normalized thing. Uh, But then I went down the hill to pick up some food for lunch and like not a single person on the street had a mask on. It was just me. There are people sitting out at picnic tables, just talking to each other, not six feet away in a group of like five or six, none of them wearing masks, that sort of thing. So uh, it's, it's just been kind of one interesting to see those differences you go to one place everyone's kind of taking it seriously you go two miles down the road it's completely different uh but then that also is what gives me the fear that even if i see a lot of people who appear to be doing the right thing um i don't feel really good about being around other people who i don't know uh that being said mark my sister was kind of going insane um last weekend so uh you and I actually met up with her and her husband and their their newborn child uh, right before all this started. We went to uh, Orlando for a conference and uh, they've obviously been extremely cautious because their kid is like four months old or whatever. Um, so they're pretty super paranoid about who they interact with and whatnot. But my sister was also going like really stir crazy because um Basically, to limit their exposure, her husband has been going out anytime they need to go out and pick something up or whatnot. He's like, I'll do it. You don't have to do it. You know, I'll go do all the things. So if they need to pick up food, groceries, any of that sort of thing, he's doing it. And she's like, I appreciate that. But I'm also going insane because I literally haven't left the house in like a month and a half. Um, So she called up a friend of hers who also has a very young child. So she knows they're also being very cautious, very safe. Um, her friend came over and they literally sat in like lawn chairs at opposite sides of my sister's garage and like got half lit on wine. Um, just kind of talking to each other. But again, yeah, from like, you know, like 20 feet away from each other in the garage, just kind of like hanging out. And she was like, it was so nice to just, you know, 
have that sort of interaction, even if we're like on opposite sides of the room hanging out. So that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And it, that was kind of I've, my fort of my vision is, uh, you know, three or four people doing that more than six feet apart. Um, yep. yeah. Hanging out and, and just being able to, I mean, we've done a pretty good job of, of having regular video chats and hell Mitch was on a video chat with uh, a couple of our co-workers till 2.30 uh, this morning, right? Yep. So, uh, um, but that's yeah, yeah until like the same. 16 hours ago, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mitch, you were getting ready to say something? I, I asked you that right as you took a drink. You're all good. Um, like kind of what John was saying, like I've seen uh, my neighbors in the building next to me had people over this past weekend it's like the the couple that lives there were sitting on the front porch and it's like a little two-step drop it's not a high raised porch but they had like three people in separate lawn chairs spread out in like a semicircle around the front of their porch and they all had like a little cooler they were pulling beer and wine out of and they were just like brought their own little thing set up lawn chairs and they were good to go i was out uh doing some exercise the other day on a bicycle and on a like fully like six eight foot wide bike trail there were two ladies walking and usually you stay on the right side of the bike tra- lane like you would on the road and they were on opposite sides of the path like directly across from each other wearing masks and like just walking and talking and it's like that's that's cool it's like usually when you see people out there like hey let's go for a walk together and then they walk next to each other and it's like that defeats a purpose it's like just because you're outside doesn't make you immune. You still need to maintain that dif- that distance. So seeing people recognize that is and, and that's extra to- cool, Mitch. But I'm a little confused because uh, while I haven't ridden in a little bit, I'm really a lifelong cyclist. And proper protocol is you yell out on your right, on your left. If you split them down the middle, what do you yell? So. They were walking towards me, so uh, that did help. They weren't same, help. traveling yeah. the same direction. And it's like I got over to the far right, and the lady in front of me stayed on the far right. And I said, okay, I'm splitting the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, just curious about that. So, yeah. guys, we've um, we've gone an hour. Um, I threw some other topics up there, but I have a plan. Why we record a second podcast soon? And we should uh, do that. talk about some more stuff. John, I would like to talk about um, the book that you and I bought that I've done nothing with. And then because uh, uh, I have some thoughts on uh, kind of scraping and analytics on some social media. And then, uh, Mitch, you and I have a shared interest in uh, cycling. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, I uh, privately have tried to... Uh, to uh, social engineer John into getting a bike. He's not bitten yet, but... Uh, yeah, how's, how's that working for you, by the so, way? Um, <laughs> I've, I've, started, so, I've started down the path of we could ride from brewery to brewery and drink, and I'm hoping at some point the, a little light bulb comes on above his head like in cartoons, and he's like, oh, that may, I could ride from 
from place to place and drink. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually upset because I was going to duck down. There's actually a light right above my head in our uh, our video feed that we have when we record, so we can see each other. It makes it a little easier to have back and forth conversation. But uh, sadly, the light switch that's right next to me that would turn it on is already on for the ceiling fan. I'd have to go pull the thing for uh, it to turn on. So uh, it was going to be great when you said, "Oh, there's going to be a light bulb above his head," and I was going to make a light bulb come on. But uh, that, that plan fell apart. Cool. I know, right? But oh well, that's why we can't. Hey, we'll edit that out in post. We'll just uh, we'll we'll turn the lights on via CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for the video that we're not recording. Exactly. (laughs) So, Mitch, where can uh, people find you online? Uh, yeah. So I've got an Instagram account. I've also got a Twitter. Uh, We'll start with Twitter. It's uh, Drunk Tweets Five One Three. It's where me and a few a couple friends really one other Fred, but we will capture drunk uh, quotes that we have either with each other or with other people. So I have uh, a good one from a project manager that we happen to work with up there. I believe it's the most recent tweet. And what does that say? Uh, But just stupid, yep, stupid quotes that, you know, people say as they're slightly or majorly intoxicated, but it's, it's a fun one. Um, and then on Instagram, I am Mitch.Codil, and you can find a lot of pictures of my adventures, whether on the bike or in a canoe or backpacking. And you'll also find mainly what you'll find is a lot of pictures of my dog, Dove, and she's our unofficial office mascot. Is Dove going out with you this weekend? She is. She will be going down with us and... So John out will be cabin. disappointed if we don't have pictures. Sounds good. She will be hanging out at the cabin taking a nap while I am in the cave. Because it's a 175 foot drop to get in and she's not certified on rope yet. Ah, that's good to know. Good to know. I knew she was smart, but uh, not uh, not quite up to that skill set yet. I don't know. I, yes. I think she exactly. might be this smart one not going down 175 foot drop. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if I stay here, people will rub on me and give me food and I can sleep. Exactly. True. Yep. I like all those things better than caves. So I'm just yeah, saying. You too. like like people rubbing on you, giving you food and rubbing exactly. on you. Rubbing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I said what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go with the explicit tag again. So John, where can people find you online? Uh yeah, I'm I'm in a few places online. Uh main place is the website I have for the podcast. Uh a good friend of this podcast and I have, Brandy. Um, it's the Unusually Pink Podcast. You can find that at the website unusually dot pink uh the landing page there is a blog that i've been updating much more frequently uh now that i'm stuck home all the time uh i have a lot more time to write things so doing a lot of posts there uh if you go to unusually.ping forward slash podcast that's our show notes for every episode that we have all the cool stuff that we find um and then obviously links to the recordings themselves i am also on twitter you can find me at uh at jfabhd i like that i had to think about that for a second and um i have a bunch of other shit online too if you want to see any of those my website is jfabhd.com you go there a little right about me and then links to those two things i mentioned uh the website for this podcast and a handful of other things 
uh, are all at the bottom there. How about you, Mark? Where can people find you on the interwebs? Real simply at uh, craftbrewgeek.com. Unlike you, I haven't uh, spent any time on my uh, website still. Uh, it seems that uh, my boss will never listen to this podcast. It seems like because he's in a different time zone, uh, I get lots of meetings at uh, 12 noon lunch hour and at 5 or 5.30 because it's a different time zone for him. And so my work day ends up being like 7 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And when I get done with that, uh, my screen time is uh, not something I'm uh, particularly interested in. Who knows? This weekend, it's a holiday weekend. Maybe I'll... Uh, uh, dust off the old craftbrewgeek.com and uh, and do something. Uh, I also, uh, when the uh, coronavirus hit, um, for no particular reason, but I had a lot of inventory of uh, both brewery and uh, art stuff that I quit posting. I don't know why I did. There's no particular reason. It just didn't seem to be appropriate to post about good times um so uh maybe i'll set that up and uh and start kicking that stuff out i probably have uh three months worth of uh backlog for uh, craftbrewgeek.com for facebook instagram and twitter but uh i just uh i just kind of stopped it just seemed to be one of those uh not not to say anything bad about anybody that kept posting, but for me, it seemed kind of tone deaf to uh, continue to post about uh, drinking places and being out and about. So I didn't. Yeah, I can I can appreciate that. Uh, I know there's a few accounts I follow on on Twitter and a few people I follow on YouTube who who post a lot of content similar to that. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not speaking for the world at large, but in my opinion. Um, I wasn't particularly bothered by any of the content they continued to post as they posted it with sort of like a preface and either, you know, the, the with the Twitter post or in the YouTube description or what have you. Like, hey, this is like my backlog of shit that was recorded from before this started. I'm not being an asshole who's going out places when you're not supposed to be that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be good to sort of... Yeah, so um, I'll probably jump in and, and do that. I, I've had a couple of people ask me, you know, uh, why'd you quit posting? And and so uh, I probably shouldn't have, but uh, it was just one of those things. Um, when you listen to the the nightly uh, Governor Andy Bashir uh, yeah. um, broadcast and he talks about people dying, it just, it just seemed... Uh, hit me that maybe I shouldn't do it, but I didn't take offense by anybody that uh, was still posting content. And uh, with that said, I think, uh, I think we'll uh, sign off. Uh, thanks Mitch for uh, joining John and I. Thanks yeah, for man. having me. I enjoyed thanks. it as always. You're, uh, you're now crushing the uh, average guest uh, episode number. So you can be proud of that. Oh, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> it, and and I did, just so you know, I floated the idea to Mark as we uh, 
we're, we're sort of texting back and forth, uh, orchestrating this episode. I was like, Hey, do you, uh, do you want to invite Chris to this one? And he was like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> nope, no reason to do that. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, this, I found this, it interesting. Uh, trio works. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, nobody's, nobody's hopped in and out. Nobody's invited guests over during the recording. It's been pretty good. I do find it interesting that you mentioned that you floated that idea by Mark at the end of the episode. You didn't mention it up front at the beginning where there's a chance that Chris might have heard it. <laughs> no, he won't make it this far. Yeah, no. That's true. That's no, true. There's yeah. no chance. You guys have a good holiday weekend and uh, let's do this again soon. Yeah, we'll we'll do it again soon. Everybody stay safe and stay distant this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. Take care. Thanks.